Since 1983, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. Now, at Copenhagen, save $500 on any stressless signature or leg comforter recliner model. For more ways to save, shop online at copenhagenliving.com or visit the showroom on Breaker Lane. Copenhagen Modern Furniture, Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary since 1983. Welcome to I Love You So Much, the podcast about the people, places, and things we love about Austin. Our podcast is from the feature staff at the Austin American Statesman, and we're sponsored by Copenhagen Furniture. My name is Deborah Sengupta-Stith, and I'm a music writer for the paper. This week, my colleague Peter Blackstock talks to Pat Byrne, our Austin 360 Artist of the Month for April. Pat recently moved to Austin from Ireland and is a charming lad with a delightful accent. I think you'll enjoy the conversation. So, Pat, you're from Ireland. Can you can you tell us a little bit about the the town where you're from, which is uh, Boris in County Carlow? Is that right? Yeah, uh, born and raised in Boris County Carlow at the foothills of Mount Leinster. It's a beautiful town, small population, maybe two thousand people now, mm-hmm. uh, but it's gorgeous. A lot of tourism there because we have a lot of history in our town. The kings of Leinster used to live in Boris, and uh, it's a huge wedding destination and. Um, I always love getting back there and I kind of see myself spending a lot of time there for the rest of my life. My parents are there and very proud to be where I'm from. And it's about how far from Dublin? Like maybe an hour or so? It's or? about an hour and a half south of Dublin. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Which to us growing up always felt like a huge journey. But since I've come to Texas, I realize <laughs> it's like a very short stroll up the road. Yeah. And speaking of which, uh, how did you end up in Texas? How did you end up in Austin? Um. Well, my my now manager, Ted Lundgren, who I, I met him years ago in London when I was making an album there for Universal. And uh, we just stayed in touch, became good friends, me and his family. And I was traveling through the States one January and just texted him and asked if I could come see Austin because he'd, he'd said such great things about Austin and it sounded like somewhere I'd like. So I just came to visit him, ended up staying for about 10 days and just seeing all the amazing venues and bars and musicians and just fell in love with the place and I've made it a frequent visit. Every every January for the last four years I've come and last year I stayed for six months and now I'm just like, right, I kind of hate when I'm not here. So I'm always itching to get back and now I just want to see if I can make it work for as many years as possible. Yeah, and you're on like about a three-year visa. A right three-year now, visa right? yeah. that just started in January. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we've we've got you here for a good while. We yeah. hope anyway. Yeah. And hopefully, if three years go well, I can extend that. And yeah, it's a nice position I'm in now. My head it's the pillow. I start to shake. Fears wrestle failures keep me awake. Dreams just remind me who I should be. It says I'm fine, but my heart disagrees, and I can't wait to wake up and see your smiling eyes. Cause nothing compares to the warmth of your smiling eyes. Yeah, and I think you told me that when you first came here, I mean, Ted had told you about it, but you didn't really know that much about Austin's reputation as a music town, is that right? Not at all. And the, the most I knew about Austin, embarrassingly, was that 
Friday Night Lights was filmed around here. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> the football show, which I was a big fan of. And uh, But no, I didn't know a whole lot about it as a music town um, until I met Ted and he told me how great it was. And then as soon as I landed in the airport, I saw how proud Austin people were of their music. And uh, Yeah, what did you see at the airport? That well, just there's that? so many guitars and there's a venue in an airport, in like a tiny airport, they have a venue, which I'd not seen in any airport before. Right. And, uh, you know, all the t-shirts kind of say, talk about it's the music capital of the world and um, it was an exciting thing to see and then it didn't let me down as soon as I kind of started walking through the bars and first place I went obviously was 6th Street recommended to me by an Uber driver uh-huh. and I thought that was cool I mean I hadn't seen anything like that before uh, and I spent a couple of hours there by myself and then the more people I met the more locals I met they kind of steered me in the direction of places like White Horse and Saxon Pub and Don's and mm-hmm. all these really cool old Austin places, and I just fell in love with them all. That's where I want to be. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you've been playing a lot of them. The Saxon has kind of become a home base for you. It seems like you you, you play there, yeah, semi regularly anyway. Yeah, which is amazing for me because that that was one of the first venues I went to. I remember I went to and I ju- I randomly strolled in and Bob Schneider was playing, who I'd not heard of. And I was like, wow, this is great. And like, what a great audience in just a bar. Like, it seemed to me like a small bar in a in a town. And um, so I've been frequenting that place for the last three or four years, going to see gigs, going to see the resentments. And uh, when I got to play there this year, doing my own stuff, it was like a really big thing for me. And now I'm kind of there every week with the Irish uh, invasion gig that we're doing. So, yeah, it kind of feels like my local at this stage I wish I was in Austin mm-hmm. in the chilly parlor bar drinking my dog margaritas not caring where you are here I sit in Dublin Rolling cigarettes Holding back and choking back Shakes with every breath So forgive me all my anger Forgive me all my faults There's no need to forgive me For thinking what I thought And I loved you from the get-go Yeah, I love you till I die I loved you on the Spanish steps The day you said goodbye People will go see you with your band, but then you've also been doing these these Sunday nights, mostly at the Saxon, yeah. uh, this thing that's called Irish Invasion, and Andrea McGee from uh, Beat Root Revival is part of this too, and yeah. your guitarist Stephen Carolyn and mm-hmm. uh, Rich Brotherton, who helped produce your record. Uh, can you tell us sort of how that got started and, and what that's been like? Yeah, well, one of the first friends I made in Austin was Andrea, obviously, because we're both Irish. People were telling us about each other. And uh, we finally met in Don's because she goes to Don's every Monday and I go to Don's every Monday. And uh, we just became really good friends. And I just said to her we should do some Irish music because it's not really a thing over here. Not that we've seen anyway. And uh, we've kind of been saying that for years. And now finally that I have the visa and I have some time and I'm looking to play as much as I can we just put it together and obviously because I did that album with Rich last year I knew how good he was at the Irish stuff and 
how deep his knowledge was of Irish music. So he was obviously going to get on board. And then Stephen was here with me, so it was kind of a no-brainer to keep all the Irish people together. And it just worked out really well. It's like the most fun I've had in a while playing music. Uh, it's not something I do at home in Ireland because there's so much Irish music. Sure. Yeah. I don't need to add to that. Uh, but over here, because there's none, it's really fun to get to play the songs that we know so well from home. And they're f- really fun. It's really fun music. And over here, it's not something people are used to. So it's really cool for us to do that every week. Yeah, you mentioned your guitarist, Stephen Carolyn, who's also over here from Ireland, and yeah. he's part of a, a band that has been playing with you when you do your own shows mm-hmm. uh, around Austin and Central Texas. Can you tell us a little bit about that band and each person and, and their part in it? Yeah. Uh, so Stephen is part of my band in Ireland as well, and because we're such he's my best friend, so we've been playing together for years, and he knew the songs inside out, so... I knew if I could convince him to come over, that would be ideal because it's hard to get, like, fair enough, we had to train in new band members, but when it's just me doing all that and without Stephen, who also knows the songs, it was a bit more difficult. Anyway, it made it a bit easier bringing Stephen over because he knows him so well and he kind of acted as an MD and getting things together like that. Sure. But Chris Wade, who plays bass for me, was also one of the first people I met. Uh, He was working at Six String Ranch here with Matt Smith, where I kind of did a little acoustic video a couple of years ago. And uh, any time I would do little gigs over the last few years, he would be the guy to put a band together for me because he seems to be really well-connected here in Austin. He knows all the musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just asked him who he recommended, and he recommended Jeff Sanders on drums, who's just a fantastic drummer, plays a lot with Doug Strahan and Rosie and the Ramblers and several other people around town, Kevin Galloway. Uh, and he has a history in, like marching snare drum played in marching bands growing up which I did that was my first instrument was playing drums in a marching band mm-hmm. so it was kind of a nice thing for us to talk about and uh, Mike Motenko who's uh, like a wonderful singer songwriter great soul pianist and uh, really lucky to have him he plays mandolin as well which lends itself to some of my songs and obviously Stephen so like it's a uh, we're good friends at this stage and it's a uh, we're enjoying the gigs a lot. When I can afford the guys, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I also play a lot just by myself or with Stephen or with me and Rich. Or There's various permutations. It, it, it's I enjoy them all equally. An aristocratic woman falls before an acrobatic man In cinematic lands he offers her his hand This isn't what it looks like She gathers what he's willing to invest And then takes what she needs And leaves all the rest Surrender, call it quits Don't be a hero, finish it The sun on the valley mentioned rich rich brotherton is a longtime austin guitar player played with robert Keane for 25 years and uh he spent a lot of time when he was younger in ireland learning that music by heart so it's it seemed clear to me why he was such a good fit for you but he also ended up working a lot on your record which you recorded partly here and partly in ireland can you tell us about that record rituals which came out last fall yeah um so my dream was always to come over here and just have a fresh start and try make an album myself and do it all independently. So I pretty much came here with n- nothing written for an album last year in January. And uh, 
moved into my manager's lake house up in Canyon Lake and just stayed there writing for a couple of months and came back uh, and we were just searching for somewhere to record it and someone to work with. And Ted's friend, Denby Obel, who has Blue Corn Records down in Houston, he's well connected, so he put us in touch with a few people. And Rich Brotherton was the first person we met. Um, he obviously saw that Rich knew his Irish music very well and thought we'd be a good fit. So I met with Rich, and he was just such a cool guy. Uh, he showed us some of the stuff we worked on. It sounded great. And then when I started working with him and saw how good his ear was and what an amazing player he is, I just felt very comfortable with him. So I spent like a, maybe five weeks with Rich just working on things on and off mm-hmm. and uh, got two songs fully recorded and the bones of a couple of other songs. But I had to go home because my visa was up in June. So I was like, right, where am I going to finish this? Because I had a lot of work to do and ended up in Windmill Lane recording studios in Dublin, which is like a really historic, legendary studio, probably the most famous one in Ireland. Yeah, it's like U2 is recorded there, right? Yeah, U2 is recorded there, the Rolling Stones, like, you name it, Muse. <laughs> uh-huh. Boy, Muse came to head, but anyone who's anyone has kind of sure, recorded yeah. there, anyone who's been to Ireland. So yeah, I was really lucky to get in there. I, I play with a lot of great musicians in Ireland, and a uh, guy who plays drums with me a lot at home, uh, works there quite a bit so he got me a good deal and I got to go in there for like a weekend and get the all the drums and bass done and then after that it was kind of a summer of grabbing people when I could if I liked the keys player I'd be like could you put some keys on this song I'd go to his house and put some down in his house and yeah there was a lot it was kind of stressful getting it all together by myself but uh, I liked having so much control over it and it worked out just exactly how I wanted it and while I was recording I was sending stuff back to Rich and he was mixing it for me and putting it all together so Rich was involved up until the very end of the process uh, just unfortunately there was an ocean between us so it was a lot of phone calls and emails and right but we got there in the end I was lucky to meet Rich Brotherton and you know we we talk about how you and Rich had this sort of common bond because he knew Irish music so well but what you're doing on rituals uh, your own music that you write isn't really no. It's it's maybe has a little Irish influence, but it's really more kind of American singer songwriter music is what it feels like. Is that absolutely? That's that's what I would have grown up listening to. Mo- like some my first artist that I ever listened to was Paul Simon because my parents loved Simon and Garfunkel, so I fell in love with Paul Simon and then Bob Dylan and Neil Young and Van Morrison and Warren Zevon and these great American folk and singer songwriters. That's what I've always been kind of really into. Mm-hmm. I've never been, I've never kept up, to, like Stephen is great for constantly searching through Spotify and knowing what's happening right now in music and he's very up to speed, whereas I'm not really, I always go back and listen to the, which is probably a, a flaw, I should keep more up to date. I, li- I like listening to music, but I mainly go back and listen to the older stuff and that's what I'm really into and that's just what came out when I started writing. I wasn't sure what my music was going to be like when I started writing, but it just turned out to be what it is there uh, and I love Irish music it's just not what happened <laughs> right right
talk about this this new record, Rituals, which is sort of a real coming out for you, but it's not your first record. One, you made a a, a live record in uh, uh, Anderson Fair in Houston that came out earlier last year. And mm-hmm. then, more importantly, six years ago, you had a record on, on Universal, a, a major label record. Can you tell us how that happened and how that sort of grew out of being on the, the Irish uh, version of the, the TV show, The Voice? Yeah, so I won The Voice last oh not last year <laughs> about what seven years ago 2012 yeah i won the voice and um so that would happen that, that would have happened on the first of may and it was kind of we need to have an album done by christmas and i wasn't a writer at that time i was 21 and i was kind of just very excited to have won a tv show like that and i was having a great time but uh so Universal sent me to England and i kind of sat with a team of writers who were all like powerhouse writers and had written some big hits um, and we kind of sat around and wrote an album in a couple of months and then pushed it out. And It was a bit rushed, and it wasn't really entirely my kind of music. I was there in the room while it was being written, and I got credits on all the songs, but I can't really say I was responsible for most of them. And so when that came out, I didn't really feel like I wanted to push it very much. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't even... I don't know if I ever even made, like, a Facebook status to buy my album. I just kind of let it be out there I was slightly uncomfortable with the whole thing because I was a massive music fan I've always loved music and I it, I wasn't just doing it to try and make money and get famous so th- as soon as these songs started coming together I was like oh this isn't me and I, it was an uneasy feeling so I just kind of let that fizzle out and I've been keeping my head down really ever since not doing much high profile stuff just trying to make money and keep working and uh yeah, so I mean, it was a cool experience, and not many people get to do that. So, and it opened a lot of doors, and I met lots of people, and I probably wouldn't be here if it didn't happen. So, uh, not totally ashamed of it or regretful, but it's not something I dwell on, or you know, it's not an album I I want to sell anymore. So I don't right. really acknowledge it that often. Yeah, I'm kind of all about what's what's coming next now. Yeah, well, we're glad that it it was part of what led to the road that brought you here and, yeah. and getting to do the music that you're that you're doing here now in Austin so uh yeah uh it's been uh great to have you as our Austin 360 artist of the month for April as well thank you so much for doing that as well that's great that's our show thanks for listening and thanks to our sponsor Copenhagen Furniture Check out the Austin 360 Instagram and Facebook for more about life in Austin. And talk to us on Twitter at LoveAustin360. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find our podcast. I love you so much. The Austin 360 podcast is a production of the feature staff at the Austin American Statesman. And this episode of the show was produced by Alyssa Vidalis. Our theme music is from local band Hardproof, which you should definitely check out at hardproofmusic.com. You can find everything you'd ever want to know about this show and its contributors at austin360.com slash loveaustin360. And if you want to pitch an idea for the show or give us feedback, shoot us a note at loveaustin360 at statesman.com. We couldn't do this show without you, dear listener, and we can't thank you enough for lending us your ears, your comments, and your favorite travel tips. Until next week, we'll see you swilling your Irish whiskey at the Saxon Pub.
Since 1983, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. Now, at Copenhagen, save $500 on any stressless signature or leg comforter recliner model. For more ways to save, shop online at copenhagenliving.com or visit the showroom on Breaker Lane. Copenhagen Modern Furniture, Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary since 1983. 